Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today to Rachel Runner, currently National Business Development Manager at Demodex Meditech. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Scott. It's a privilege to be here. Now, Rachel, from memory, the first time we met, I think, was in Adelaide. And I was over there visiting some pharmacy businesses. And at that time, uh, you were working as part of the Guildlink team, from memory anyway. We've also continued to bump into each other at many pharmacy conferences and events. But for anyone listening today uh, that may not know you, uh, who is Rachel Runner? Rachel Runner is the girl that's been around in the healthcare industry for 22 years. And yes, we did bump into each other in Adelaide in reference to Guildlink. So I've worked for the Pharmacy Guild, Guildlink and had worked with the company for just over seven years, but been in the industry working for Terry White Chemmart when they were Chemmart, right the way through to a business that did bowel cancer screening called Interix, and more so working for EBOS, as they currently are known now, but uh, certainly came from the scratch where they were falling right the way through to Maine Healthcare and Symbian. So I had quite a number of different roles within the industry, and currently working for Demodex and specialising in pharmacy, dispensary and robots. Well, that's a a really broad range there and some great experience, I'm sure, based on that. And and we'll include a link to your um, LinkedIn profile page for anyone who wants to get in contact with you. But there's certainly some great experience there from what you just described to me. So I guess in terms of your career then, if we just kind of brushed on that quickly, what's the one thing that you had wished you'd known at the beginning of your career that you maybe know now? How vast and important the role for a pharmacist is in relation to the pharmacist-patient relationship. One of the biggest things that I've come to recognise is just how important those conversations are from pharmacist to patient and obviously how much that impacts the local community as well. Okay, now that's, that's good. And uh, I guess in, in terms of that, um, that time around pharmacy, what would you consider some of the best resources that you've been able to use or, or be aware of that have helped you along this, uh, this journey in pharmacy? I'd have to say that people that have gone before me have been very influential in where I'm at right now and the strength zones that they've had within their fields that have complemented what I currently do. But I'd also have to say one of the best resources that I've tapped into is just that listening skill and having an understanding, watching and observing right the way through to just seeing people within the industry, how they interact, and more importantly, how that affects the livelihood of just the normal person that walks through a pharmacy door that's just a patient like you and me that needs some help in their patient health and wants to see that the pharmacist or the people that they're speaking to can make a difference with them. Uh, that's great. And, and I guess then in, in terms of that, then for, through this journey, what areas have you come to become really passionate about uh, around the pharmacy and your career and your personal, I guess, contribution to it? Yeah, I love that question. It's specific for my passion and that's people and it's making a difference and being a difference. 
I think one of the key things that I've learned in life is that you can't be everything to everyone, but what you can be is just real and raw and relational. And I think the biggest thing for me in our pharmacy industry is just having an understanding that you want the patient health to be the winner, no matter what that takes. Oh, that's cool. If you're excited about anything in pharmacy at the moment around the future, what, what's on your mind from that perspective? Automation for me is, is probably where I'm at in that headspace about the future of pharmacy. And I think also just where a pharmacy can save time, save space and save their resources from a workflow efficiency. I think at the end of the day, when something's chugging along like a well-oiled machine, it just makes a, a very easy environment to be in. I think when a patient walks through the door of a pharmacy, they don't get to see all the idiosyncrasies of what happens in the back end. They don't know what time and effort's been put into even just the labelling on their medication and getting that right. And we all know that you want to get those things right. So for me, the future of pharmacy is in regards to having the best efficient dispensary workflow. That's pretty crucial for the future. And that then will proof and help with the business free up the staff to maximise their patient services. And I guess that also falls into the forward dispensing. It then gives the pharmacist the opportunity to spend more time with the patient and have those crucial discussions about where the patient's health at and then obviously any other complementary services that can be offered and to also get that loyalty of, of patient customer service coming through. Yeah, and, and look, that's great. And look, certainly... Shortly, I want to talk to you a bit about your, your time with Guildlink and also your current role and, and the technology uh, advantages or advancements there that um, you've seen. But in terms of the journey so far and your learnings, if there was one common myth that you, know, you feel that is out there that you wanted to debunk, what would that be? I'd have to say I'm a little bit biased at the moment, but automation is not too expensive and robots certainly do not replace human beings. That human contact, that human interaction with a pharmacist and a patient is so crucial. I myself am a patient in a pharmacy, so I totally get it. I might be on the other end where I'm providing a service, but I also need that service provided back to me when I take my hat off and I'm not in work mode. So I think just being human is just key to moving forward and the automation is also part of that future-proofing to help with that workflow efficiency yeah, so, so in other words, the, the technology advancements that have come over time should be complementing and, and making the, the customer experience and the team experience a, a better one and not necessarily just implementing another technology platform that somebody's got to do, somebody's got to do something with. Absolutely. And I think taking that myth out of the conversation and debunking it straight away, having a better understanding of what's needed in the pharmacy, how can we make things better? How can we do things better? What resources can we tap in? Because the biggest pain point in pharmacy is time and obviously the cost of things. There are certain things that cannot be changed in conversations such as, you know, leasing or those terms and conditions. But what can automation do, for instance, in a pharmacy? It could then free them up. And I think if you were doing priority tasks over doing the simplicity of stock management reporting in the essence of it being more time and labour cumbersome, it would make it a lot easier to then be putting your time and efforts into the things that are most important and to keeping your patient health as the winner at all costs. Yeah, no, that's great. If we can chat a little bit about your time with Guildlink, I had a great opportunity a couple of weeks ago to uh, have Aaron D'Souza on one of these episodes and uh, he was certainly great to chat to in terms of where it's at today and would almost suggest you may have been at Guildlink in the very early days. 
that be right or, or it had been around a bit by then? I... It still had been a little bit around at that point, but there was certainly evolution happening while I was there and specifically around the app solution for customers. Okay. And so your, your time there in terms of what you learnt and what, and what changes and, and advancements you saw happening? I'll be honest and say that it was probably the stepping stone for where I'm at now. And I'm a true believer that everything happens for a reason. And all of that knowledge and experience and learnings from working with the GuildLink team has put me in a better verse position now. Again, because I can be real and raw and relational with those that I'm speaking to, whether it be key stakeholders or decision makers, just in that conversation. Again, because I have a better understanding of how that dispensary software works. With dispensary software, obviously our Meditech automation solution works in conjunction and it's integrated. So again, having all of that information from, from when I did work with GuildLink and then having that business conversation, it's just an easy segue to complement not only the Guild and GuildLink, but also in a decision maker's time and efforts, again, producing another solution that could help them in their resource toolkit. Yeah, no, I understand that. So in terms of your time with Guildlink, you, you've travelled around Australia a bit then and worked with uh, quite a few different pharmacies and pharmacy groups, I would imagine. I have, I have. So is there any states of Australia that you haven't been in or territories? I've got to be honest and say I haven't hit my foot on the Northern Territory at this point in time, although I am seeing quite a few deals happening where it looks like it's, it's going really lovely to be a spot of holiday in yep. that sense. But yeah, Northern Territory is one spot that I haven't been, but again, it's on the bucket list. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, and I guess then in, in terms of that time, uh, so, so you're still visiting different pharmacies today, but, but also predominantly working with pharmacy groups and brands. Is, would that be my understanding? That's so true. I am working with uh, pharmacy groups. In fact, being in the role that I am, we're servicing the 5,800 pharmacies across Australia. So whether or not they're a brand or whether or not they're independents, we're non-biased in that sense and a bit yep. of a guild mentality that I've taken on board to ensure that everybody gets that service from us. Where my experience has expanded in this particular role is working with shop fitters, looking at hospital pharmacy, for instance, yep. not just community pharmacy, working closer with all of the guild branches, with wholesalers as well. So it's looking at the full model and a business plan where we can help each other. There's a couple of collaborations and partners that I've had the opportunity to join with. And again, that's been purely because of the relationships that I've had that are off, off the back foot of working for GuildLink. But it just opens up that door to designers, shop fitters, going to more conference and trade fairs, and just looking at those opportunities, even on social media, to talk more on the educational piece rather than just you know providing a solution in a, a financial aspect. It's also providing the other resources and where Future of Pharmacy is headed for 2025, as well as some of the other products that we have on range that, again, can help for convenience for pharmacy as well. As well. Yeah, all right. So then if we um, if we come up to where you're at today, and, and again, with some focus on technology, I see the business you're in for today is uh, Demodex Meditech. Talk to us a bit about that, your, your role today, and, and what you're doing in pharmacy today in terms of helping pharmacies and pharmacy businesses. So Demodex is a company that's been around for 45 years in Australia and has been purchased by a Belgian company two years ago. Meditech is actually one of the arms of the business in Belgium and we've brought that into the business here into Australia. Meditech is what we call our robot and the automation piece for efficient dispensary workflow. So whether someone's looking at traditional shelving 
right the way through to fast, slow movers combination of what they have as their store offer in the store operations side to, again, help the pharmacist and all of their staff. We look at that and then we can provide them with a solution if they wanted to look at automation as the end result if they wanted to streamline the dispensary operations. Okay, so so in terms of pharmacies that you'd be working with today would, would be pharmacies that don't already have robots installed? Yes, and if they did have a robot installed, then we've obviously got other solutions that we could provide to maximise the patient service and experience of patient walking through the pharmacy from touchscreens right the way through to kiosk or vending or click and collect services. Okay, oh wow, and, and these are all available today or, or, or coming into Australia as we speak? They are, in fact. We will be having a big launch for APP coming up, as well as we've also got pharmacy automation robots being installed as we speak. Oh, cool. No, that's good. So on that basis too then, if a pharmacist or a pharmacy business listening today were interested in, well, what, what can I do to my pharmacy to actually improve efficiency or workflow efficiency or customer service, what areas would you normally look at for, with them? I'd want to have an understanding of what the heart and the core model of their business is and specifically to review some of those areas in readiness for the digital age because it's going to be something that then the customer engagement can increase and obviously the customer loyalty can increase. Once you have an understanding of what makes something tick and what's the biggest pain point, that's where you can then offer solutions. I think once, you know, we've got to be listeners at the end of the day, that's a skill that each one of us can learn and learn more from. And once you watch and observe and have an understanding of the very heart of the person you're speaking to, they'll provide you with their hand. They'll reach out and you can take them that little bit further. So whether it's automation, it may not be for them. It might just be important to consider that heart of where they're at in the pharmacy and review those areas in readiness for what's about to come. Yeah, and, and I think that's, you know, if I, if I say that back to you, and a lot of pharmacists will appreciate this, is that it's, it's not a cookie-cutter approach. If a pharmacist or a pharmacy business manager was to contact you, you'd, you'd really want to understand what solutions or outcomes they're looking for. Absolutely. And then match the, the technology and or the, the workflow efficiency items to suit and, and build a solution that was unique to their pharmacy, even though it might look and feel the same as everyone else. It's actually potentially been built specifically to that pharmacy's model or, or service standards. Yeah. And I think being in tune with where the customer's at as well, when a customer walks through the door, they're a patient, they're a person just like you and me. And what is it that they expect when they come in? Now, we could have a mum and bub scenario where the mum wants to come in and only speak to the pharmacist and be in there for a short time period. So it's more of a convenience rather than someone that might be of a more mature age that that's the only time they get to come out of their home and sit down with someone and have a chat. So you've got to have those adaptions. You've got to be able to have that understanding of who your patient is and then what your offering is. And we like to to provide solutions based on, as a pharmacist, let us give you those tools. As a decision maker, let us give you those resources so that you can then help your patient, your customer, and it frees your time up. Yeah, no, I understand completely. So, um, Rachel, I might um, jump back in time, but to a closer time, because uh, you and I were both actually up in uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast uh, <laughs> the days 
prior to or just preceding what was going to be APP last year. And we, we both basically had to kind of pack up and head back to our, our respective states. But so how has the year 2020, what I call the year of the COVID, <laughs> been for you and, and, the, and the business? And, and, and how has that changed how you've had to, I guess, interact and communicate with pharmacists? It's actually changed my outlook in a good way. And I look at 2020 and I look at it very carefully and, and reflect on really good times because it's made me think outside the square. It's made me be more innovative. It's made me understand from a business and a personal perspective that when life hands you lemons, make a lemon cake or make lemonade, as the saying would go. And what I found is that I needed to adapt to those changes. And how do I do that? And I actually put myself out there to do some courses to learn how to you know, do social media better from a personal and a professional perspective, right the way through to, hey, if I've got restrictions on my state that I live in, what can I do within those boundaries? And I just put myself back out on the tools and got out on the road. And I think it's really important for, for myself to understand when I'm given these things, number one, I want to be resilient and I want to do well with those changes. And if that means that I've got to learn something along the way, I think it's just a win-win. And so for me, reflecting back at the end of 2020 on the year that was, I still had a smile on my face. I'm still in yep. the land of the living. There's so yes. much to be grateful for. And again, 2021 is exciting because, again, it's another year. It's another day to tell the tale. It's another day to share stories. And, and it's another day to exchange information with someone and make those differences. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great answer. And so if I was to say this to you, then 2020 was a year that not only forced you to change, but you were appreciative that it made you change. So yes. if, you know, if someone listening today was thinking about, well, you know, have I changed enough? Have I moved enough? And again, most pharmacies have, have had things like e-scripts and e-commerce, you know, that we've known they've been coming, but it's really kind of forced this onto many pharmacies. So is it, is it the case then of pharmacists that have embraced the changes and working with them are in a better position than those that have just taken it, well, I've got to do this now? Like, what are your thoughts on that from that perspective? I think any change that's embraced, whether you like it or not, but you take on board the attitude, it is what it is. Let's work with what we've got in our hand and make it work. I think that you can learn a lot about yourself, learn a lot about the situation, but also have the application of making a change for yourself to actually be better. I think that hindsight is always good. There's a saying that I've got at home in my lounge room about life is action going forward, but when you look backwards on it, you can learn so much. And I think it's so true to be able to establish within your mind, don't be set in your ways. If there's an opportunity to do something better and you're in contact or connection with someone that's gone before you and forged those pathways, it's always good to just have a stop and listen and just watch and observe how they've done it and ask those questions. I think it's when we stop living and we sit on our laurels and don't make a difference and go, hey, there is so much that we could do. And if it's done differently, does it mean that it's wrong? I don't believe so. I believe that just because it's different, you can still make, make a difference in yourself and That's those well. around you. Yeah, no, I understand that and it's a great answer. So I guess in terms of the travels that you have done um, over recent years, has there been any tech platforms or any efficiency, workflow efficiency programs that you've seen in pharmacies that have stood out to you as, as being somewhat outstanding? Obviously, apart from the one that you're currently working with, yeah. <laughs> which, we, which we can talk a bit more about in a minute. But 
<laughs> There's a couple, in fact. Number one is the app solution in pharmacy for patient loyalty, but more importantly, from a click and collect perspective where patient can then, and I'm, I'm a patient as well, remember, so yep. having that readily available for those that either are a little bit tech savvy or those that, you know, want the convenience more to the point of having that exchange with the pharmacist, we're all short for time, totally get it. So that particular application and working for Guildlink, I must say that that's one of the best exposures that I had to such an application and the developer on that. So it, it makes it so much more easier to get and have those conversations with a patient, but also to, if you're working long hours or it's going to be, you're in a position where you can't slow down, you don't have that time to be waiting in a pharmacy. And it all just comes down to the pharmacy engagement of that simple question. Yep. You know, am I able to have your mobile number? And we all have our mobiles these days. Yes. So the, the demographic proves that it's, it's a workflow efficiency that is moving forward in the world. I think the other thing that I've seen over in Europe that we'll be bringing over here into Australia is the prescription of scanning the prescription and then having the robot use of it being dispensed and you haven't even set foot into the pharmacy. Now, I'm all for patient engagement. I think that's yes. absolutely crucial and you can never negate that conversation between a patient and a pharmacist. But I do think that if you had a prescription, just for the ease of it and convenience again, it's one of those solutions that will make a headway for future of pharmacy. So so with this one, are you saying that the the patient actually scans the script because it doesn't need to come and, and then transmits that through to the pharmacy? Yeah, and a bit like an ATM type machine setup. Okay. So, so again, payment can be made there and then and the patient's yep. agreeing to the medication that they're taking. So all of those terms and conditions in the back end would have been done, but also yes. it's at the front of the pharmacy in that sense. And if you were time poor or if you had a scenario where it was an OTC product over the counter line and a mum couldn't get to the pharmacy but wanted their uh, formulation for yes. their baby at midnight, she yep. could physically have that available to her as well. Sure. Yeah, no, look, it's, there's been a few discussions around this lately. And, and again, it's going to be, I guess, be the next transformation, which, which we'll watch with interest around this whole vending style machine and access to product out of hours in, in case of emergency. So that's been great. Rachel, we're nearly coming to the end of our time. Is there anything else in terms of today's discussion and, and the people listening today that you wanted to pass on to them? I think at the end of the day, just for people to realise that there are solutions out there and to get rid of the myths of specifically like automation in pharmacy, that it's going to debunk and replace a human right the way through to what are the areas in pharmacy that make the pharmacy the standout from a pharmacy down the road? What's a pharmacist doing with the patient services? Are they capturing all that they can through government funding right the way through to making the patient health the winner all the time? I think if I was the patient on the other end, how would I want to be treated? So just having that principle of extending where you need to extend your arm to just having a, a conversation, because everybody at this point in time, we might be covered with masks, but we're still human and we're still people. And I think that engagement and human kindness goes a long way. 
No, that's great. Rachel, thanks. It's been great to chat with you today. We'll include in our notes for this podcast links to your LinkedIn page so that people can contact you through there, Demodex Meditech, and also the Guild link um, so that if there's any kind of uh, follow-up needed, they can certainly touch base and get in contact with you. And thanks for your time today. Thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.